June 2021 and you are listening to the, one of the most random streams of thought available on podcasting today we don't have any advertising we don't have any topic we don't have any goals we're not going anywhere except forward walking down the street that's right it's the stream of random where we have impulsive irreverent uncontrolled incoherent thoughts jumbled together streaming out of our mouths we don't even know how to use pronouns properly mm-hmm and that's what we call a podcast. You're welcome to join me in my morning walk on a beautiful sunny day at 7.45 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus four, in the heart of New Jersey, where Route 1 and Route 95 meet Route 22 and Route 78. Actually, just north of here. We got a turnpike. Got lots of roads. We got the Delaware River. Do you ever look at the map of New Jersey? I always thought it was a police officer. I never, I never knew it was the state of New Jersey. I'm like, that's a police officer. He's blue and yellow. He's a police officer. It's New Jersey. And then I realize it's the state. Well, the left-hand side of the police officer that makes all of his head, that's the Delaware River. And where that river bends in all the way towards the inside, makes a deep cut. That's where Trenton is. Mm-hmm. That's where the neck of the police officer is, separates his head from his body. Take a look at the map, you'll see it. Boy, the sun is beating down hot already at this time of day. We are not going to be able to walk in the direct sun. 
I'm going to change my path and go a different way with more shade. That's what we can do here. We can just change our path. So first of all, an apologies because I'm dyslexic in some way. I get my numbers backwards. It's not 356 days in a year. It's 365 days. Mm -hmm. I was just listening to uh, Gwen sit in her car, eat some turkey leg, munching down on that turkey leg. <laughs> I thought, now that's a reality show right there. And she's talking to you like you're in the car with her. While she's chowing down. Got the ASMR sound going. Well, you can hear the cars driving by me in the land of the ring. And, um, I think from now on, whenever I see a ring, there's a ring. Hello, surveillance state ring. That's right. It's like HAL 9000. HAL 9000, in case you don't know, is the robot or the AI on the ship. Space Odyssey wasn't actually written as a book. I mean, the book is based on the movie, I think. It was written as a movie. As far as I can tell, I have a book, 2001 Space Odyssey. But it's a very thin book. And I read a lot of Arthur C. Clarke. But I think he wrote... I think he wrote that, um, the movie first. But I've started to get into this whole procedural view of the world, the process philosophy. process philosophy is the idea that everything is a flowing process <coughs> including life alles fließt some Greek guy was saying that it's like the like the um, 
Tao, the Tao, the the, the uh, yin and the yang, the spinning thing. And that reminds me of this Galaxy Simulator I was playing with this morning. Um, we downloaded it for my son, and it lets you zoom out. And it basically has like a 3D view, you can see all the galaxies. And the furthest item that's visible to man is 15 billion light years away. If you can imagine that. It's some galaxy, some huge galaxy actually. I mean, there's other ones out there. This is the furthest one in the game. And, um... Another thing, I turn the time up and let it spin, and it shows that this whole universe is rotating, which I find it hard to believe. Maybe it was rotating in reference to something. Probably just in reference to some galaxy that we're in. But um, there's a distinct pattern of what stars we can see. We have a humongous blind spot in our um, observations. There's a big chunk missing in the middle on both sides where we're not observing properly. A huge blind spot. I thought that was interesting. Also guys, I have to step up, step up my game because despite a year of walking every day, I'm actually gaining weight. It might have to be that I'm stuffing my face too much. So I'm gonna have to actually control my, my diet, my input. Look at these deer, the deer are back. They're here all the time. They're like, where's my handouts? I think that's pretty symbolic of um, New Jersey. It's the deer gathered on state property for handouts. Not even able to forage for their own. Just waiting for their handouts. And it's so blind, this deer. It's got pretty eyes though, can't see nothing. Cute little Bambi. Looks like the leaf lady's out.
boot in the boot. I might hit pause for that and say hi. See what's going on. Talk about some chicken stuff. Okay. So, Leaf Lady said that she went to the city with a proposal. I guess that's what was on the agenda. And they battled it with a lawyer. I guess that's where uh, this thing is going to go, to the lawyers. And they said they have 17 people with chickens that they know of. should go back and get my son and bring him to jiu-jitsu. Okay. So, um, process philosophy. Biosemiotics. Life is a process. It's just an ongoing process, keeps on rolling on, flowing on. Keeps on rolling and rolling and flowing. And um, it might just be that simple. It's probably not. If it was that simple, if anything was that simple, we would know. is up. Got my head spinning. Community gardens, food insecurity, all that stuff. Oh, maybe that was the lady beeping at me the other day. Finally, who's beeping at me? I guess I'm a local institution now, it's a walker. 
public figure, representative of walking, nature, with my beard. <clears throat> Grizzly Adams. So what else is new with you guys? How's the weather over there? It's getting, it's gonna get hot today, let me tell you. 25 bucks for an old Macintosh PC. That's pretty crazy. From the 90s. I don't know what you'd do with it. such a junk collector I'll have to say no but today is the day of all the uh, rush sales and it is getting hot 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 Not allowed to have livestock, but chicken are not livestock. They're poultry. I guess the lawyer is going to have to earn his money. They're going to have to spend money to prevent people from eating, and then they're going to get public attention about it. Negative public attention, because that's what they really don't want. Is people protesting in front of city hall. talk to the mayor, the elected officials, our representatives, they're supposed to be representing us, let's see what they think about this. And then we have to look at it within the whole light of bias, 
of food insecurity. Sustainability. People on fixed incomes. What about saving trips to the store? Having fresh eggs? Pest control. Reduction in pesticides. Preserving our waterways. Yep, the chickens. Plus there are our friends, our emotional support during the pandemic. So we have multiple avenues here. And then the question is, is it bothering anybody? Are the neighbors complaining? What's bothering them? A sound of a clucking? A smell? What was the complaint exactly? Or is it just somebody calling his other buddy up and saying, hey, go after these guys. I don't like them. So, um, what's next? Well, I'm going to go on pause for a minute. So I think that is the way to do it from now on. Well, it's such a beautiful day, guys. It would be a shame not to share this with you, even if I have nothing to say. The birds are singing. The sun is shining. We've got these red Japanese maples everywhere, which seem to be very trendy. And these amazing houses. These amazing houses from, I guess, the 18th century. And I was thinking about the process of religion 
you know, people, people have uh, different levels of proof, even mathematically. Euler didn't have to prove things with the rigor of today's mathematics. And, um, it's funny because they said in number theory, things are, questions are easily asked, but the proofs or the answers to them are often, often infinitely hard. So that's neat. That's a neat way of putting things. Infinitely hard proofs. And um, <clears throat> if we can't prove the basics of numbers, how are you going to go about proving God? You know? So, I would say um, that religion is a carryover of a bad idea, right? or human need, a human need for something with an approximate answer to something that has carried with it knowledge. And we can't judge religion just because it's wrong, because it carries knowledge with it and information with it. So it's all tied up in a big mess. You know, the shamans, they have knowledge of plants and they might have other things, ideas about ghosts or whatever. And some might be right and some might be wrong. It works for them. It's the process of life continuing where process of life continuing to go. It came from somewhere, it's going somewhere. Religion came from somewhere, it's going somewhere. And that whole process, it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be proven. It's just on a roll. Like life is on a roll. We're just part of a system that's kind of rolling along. Like we said, it's a huge encrypted data stream and we don't we don't know everything we can't know everything we can't even prove any of these conjectures so how's the weather guys over there. Is it cold or hot? It's really humid. Not as humid as yesterday, though. Morning, guys. I saw a huge turtle here yesterday. Yeah, we saw a bunch of huge ones. We went down to that mm -hmm. far part and saw the Oh, yeah? And they out the water. Mm-hmm. Eating geese. Oh, that's what they eat? Mm-hmm. Oh. Baby goslings. Oh, no wonder they left out. <sighs> Morning, guys.
Okay. Well, my foot's still hurting a bit, but I figure I'm just going to walk on it. It's really just a tiny little uh, blister. And that's to be tough. Like, what's the foot's job except to be stepped on, you know? And to take pain. It's like, foot, your whole life is to be stepped on, you know? That's like the purpose of your world, is to carry the weight of the world on your, on your back. If body parts could speak, they'd be like, all I do is get stepped on. And when I complain, no one listens. I have to go on strike to even make myself heard. It's like, yeah, that's the foot. But I listened to Gwen this morning. Shout out to Gwen with her, uh, <laughs> with her um, turkey leg. And she's like, spreading positivity and trying to build up people's confidence. And I think that's, I think that's good. Now the one who has the most confidence is Arrow Collins, because he has Godfidence. And if everyone has confidence, we're basically going to get holy wars. Because if everyone is convinced that they're right, it's going to end up in a conflict, I think. So we need some kind of arbitration or remediation, intermediation, getting in between people. Deconfliction to prevent everyone who's confident from getting in each other's face all the time. Niagara Bridge and then the Brooklyn Bridge. That was East Side Bridge. East River Bridge. Yeah. Is that the Brooklyn Bridge or is it the East River Bridge? I'll have to look. Good old John Roebling. Our pa the patron saint of Trenton. 
from Mühlhausen. Wherever the hell Mühlhausen is in Germany. I don't even know. But it sounds like it's just another name. A Mühl is a Mulino is a mill. Millhouse or Milltown. It's like there's gotta be a million mill towns. And mills were really one of the first feats of engineering. Water energy. Now, isn't it funny how the stimulus checks is money instead of food stamps? Because you would think they want to solve food insecurity, they would give everyone food stamps, right? Or food vouchers. EBTs. Whatever they're called. Oh, now it's nice and cool here in the shade. Oh my God. Gotta love these trees. But they don't, they just give you a check. And I know of someone who's not even a citizen, I won't mention any names, is a student. I know of a student in America who received a letter from, from big Joe Biden to a fellow American giving him a stimulus check. He's like, thanks, dear uh, non-citizen, dear fellow American, thank you for voting for me this year. Here's your payoff. Keep on voting Democrat. That's how I interpret it. Maybe it was a mistake. You guys did wonders. Thank you. No, but that's, that's obviously I'm, I'm completely off, right? It was just a big mistake. He didn't really say that. I mean, he did send a, a letter though. But it must have been just a mistake, of course. And, um, I don't want to drift off into that type of politics, really. Because I love me some Joe. I, I, I really feel sorry for the guy. I feel like... I feel like it's like... Some elder... Some great uncle who's really weak, who's just stuck in a bad situation over his head. Let me uh, turn off this microphone. Super loud. Yeah, that's really uh, loud. That tractor there. So, um, it really 
comes down to the will of the city not wanting to have chickens, but also not willing to um, follow the law or write down the law, or they're basically they're trying to hide what's going on. And um, trying to single people out, but not have a case. So we should look into um, other people who are getting similar threatening letters. And maybe they're just going after people um, and abusing them. You know, maybe they're just trying to uh, bully people. It's like, oh, well, if it doesn't work. We're not going to respond. We're just going to keep on sending letters to people. And a certain percentage of the people are going to just go along with whatever the government tells them and not resist at all. Even if the government's wrong. Even if they're overstepping their bounds. It doesn't matter. You know, if someone tells them to do it, then they do it. Right? You know, guys, I can't help but just be a random guy. It's just that's what I am. You know, I should have the confidence, the godfidence, the gwenfidence to do just to be me and not be down on myself, right? And even if that is being random, like, why should I pull myself together or have any discipline at all? that's kind of like why should I spend the time to collect my thoughts to have some coherent idea and have a plan for presenting it God forbid and why are we taught stream of consciousness in schools why is James Joyce with Ulysses such a monumental work? You know? Maybe, um... Youth Institute. So it's really the question of criticality, criticism, or having some kind of structure or not having some kind of structure in your thoughts. Having some self-control or not having self-control. 
what is it, um, supervised or unsupervised learning. Now, Gwen was saying we should be happy to be alive and blessed. Not everyone makes it to the next day. Happy to be here, to be able to speak, to not be in pain, to have the energy to walk around, to have a foot that only hurts a little bit, you still walk on it. Hasn't gone on strike completely yet. Not being morbidly obese, so I can't even lift myself up. So, important, important, it's very important. It's so beautiful here, people. I just, I don't even want to um, stop talking about that. It's nice and cool now in the shade. The river is kind of muddy because of the rain or the, the canal. It's actually over full. And the feeder canal. Monikers and names. So I was thinking about these reciprocals and I worked out the five ninths. And I converted five ninths into all the different bases. Um, and they were all basically ending in a, um, in a uh, an ending fraction. Not bases, but five ninths in terms of ten, whatever, nine, seven, you know, converting them. So five divided by nine multiplied by a number. And then um, the question, that, now that's in base ten. So the question first of all becomes, in what base is it no longer a continued fraction? Right? And at what multiple, I mean, as far as I could tell, all of the versions of five nines were continued fractions in, in base 10. It's like a fundamental relationship. And um, I'm also wondering about these fractions between two prime numbers. some prime number divided by some other prime number. Like three-sevenths. Like, can we theorize that that has some certain numeric properties to it? It'll never have any 
Well, it could be 6 fourteenths, right? But if you divide it by 2 again, then it's 3 sevenths. So prime number divided by prime number. I think it might even be irreducible. And the uh, reciprocal would be seven-thirds. So six-thirds would be two. And one-third is 0 0.33, a continued fraction. So 2.333 is the reciprocal. If we multiply the three-sevenths, that we should get a 1, which it would also mean that 3 sevenths is also a continued fraction. Because if I have a continued fraction on the right side, that's multiplied by a continued fraction on the left side and it turns into 1. And I'm starting to think about the whole math of continued fractions. Like, what are the mathematical properties of those? What do we know about them? And I think sometimes it helps to to do not just one solution, but solve all well, not for all, but um, we have the monster number, and the monster number goes up to something like 57, primes up to 57, and I think that's a good stopping point. Like, if you can solve for everything under 57, right, including all the primes multiplied by each other up to 57. It's going to be a big number. It's already a big number once you get to 10 or 11. Primes. Like the prime 11 or prime 13. Like it gets huge. But it's also very interesting. And I really want to say that the beauty of these numbers beauty of the numbers is seen by the person. I really want to work on an algorithm that will detect the beauty of numbers. Like what, let's just say the entropy, how much surprise or how much randomness is in that number. Like if it's a continued fraction of one, 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 that doesn't contain much information, right? But if every digit is not repeating and it goes on for infinity, like prime, like a p pi, that contains more information. But let's just say we're gonna sample them to a certain length. The length of 
oh, I don't know, 64 bits. And we take all the multiples of pi, sine waves, and calculate those. Um, and then we can find those patterns. We train a, um, we can train a, a pattern recognition system to determine that it has numbers like that of pi or multiples of pi. So if I present a number that has a bunch of the digits of pi in it, it would say, oh, that matches pi to a certain degree, or matches a multiple of pi. And we can train it on a bunch of multiples of pi, significant ones. And other patterns. We could do multiplication tables, or these continued fraction tables as training data. You know, and feed it a list of a bunch of numbers, number sequences. I guess if we trained, if we just trained it on the internet database of number sequences, to just be able to recognize the label. Like, what sequence number is it? So we would have a bit for each sequence. And I wonder if there's an, internet, there's an integer sequence for pi sampled to certain digits. And there's other things like pairs. Like we could have pi sample to certain digits and then we'd have the factors of those and those could be in a vector, right? It doesn't have to be one number. We could have vectors of numbers like here are the pair of factors in a vector and here's the multiple. So we've got three numbers together. Why does it have to be with just one? Morning, guys. Why does it have to be just one number sequence? <clears throat> well, I guess that's the definition. But you could have two sequences that are paired together. So one sequence could be
multiples of pi. Another one could be the radians, the radian notation of the multiples of pi. And the other question I had was, if you keep on having pi, let's just say pi divided by n, and n goes to infinity, what's that gonna look like? Where does it actually, um, if, you have, if you have a number that's fixed, and um, you divide it by, inf by infinitely increasing. What's the difference between one divided by something and pi divided by something in the end? When that goes to infinity. I mean, sure, it might be prettier, it be three point something, three one four, but that doesn't mean that it's gonna make any difference at all once you get to infinite sizes. So then we have all of these numbers, right? And we like take all the different factors up to 57 these multiples. We have all these different tables. And then we look at what digit patterns are appearing. And we can say of all the digit patterns that you could have at that of that um, complexity. Which which ones aren't represented? How's it going? Which ones aren't represented? Which ones aren't there? Like, what's missing? Is there a skew or a bias in the numbers? Well, obviously, there'll be certain ones missing because we're only looking at a certain section. But what's that going to look like? Can we train some neural network to do logarithms and exponents, division and multiplication? Like, don't you think that would be um, possible or not? At least, well, I we didn't say that. We just said we're going to look for nice numbers, nice looking numbers or patterns in the digits. Like if we see 171717 or 137137 or sequences that are continuing. And then, exactly. And how do we notice if you have a continuing 
pattern. How do we know if it repeats? Well, if we sample it for 64 bits, it's going to have to repeat in there. So that's it. We have a certain, I mean, there could be any, there's multi-precision libraries, multi-precision math libraries. But we're going to have to, uh, And then I guess we can test them against randomness. Like what is the entropy function? How do you test? What exactly is it, the entropy test? I've used a function before to do entropy to look for passwords, but I haven't actually applied it. take all these numbers and then we say well what's the actual number of bits that we need to represent all these numbers could be much less maybe if we zip them so that'd be a good test if you create a file with all the tables and then you ran a zip on it which ones would compress better what algorithm is going to zip things to what degree. And what does that tell us about the uh, numbers themselves? Well, that's a cute little talk. Good morning. Is that a puppy or what? Puppy? Yeah. Hey, puppy. Hello. Long hair Chihuahua? <laughs> Chihuahua? No, it's a uh, Uh-huh. Very cute. Very nice. He's got, he's very fuzzy. Yeah. Um, how do you say? Slow. <laughs> My Spanish is very bad. Okay, have a, have a nice day. Cute dog. Very fast. Más rápido. I gotta work on my Spanish. I should take a Spanish lesson. What level do you have to be to understand someone speaking that fast? And then, um, where are we going to see these patterns? Like, there's a pattern in the nines, right? Patterns in all these different multiplication tables. Like inverse patterns, like you can fold the table diagonally. You can, there's all different types of interesting patterns in there. And that would fit into group theory. 
how many different symmetries can you find? Well, how many symmetries are there? And how can we analyze them? And then we could apply that to base 10 and we could, we could cycle through all the different bases and look for a number of patterns in bases. And also, what numbers would compress better at what base? Like, would a binary compress better than, let's say, base 64? What, um, base 256? Hey puppy. Ooh. How you doing? It's hot for him, huh? He went in the water? Oh wow. <laughs> hey doggies. Oh, I got a whole pack of them here. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to get all wet. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, doesn't want you to come with him. Have a great day. Pack of pack o pit bulls. <sighs> People are enjoying life. So, um, I guess this is going to get into compression and all that. But can we get a, uh, an indication if we see certain number sequences occurring? that will know, well, it's a div divisor by this. It has a factor of that. Telltale signs. Like the number of threes occurring, or the number of sevens. I 
if it's only even numbers. So, um, and would certain numbers be better in a certain base encoding? Like, what's the optimal encoding? Maybe we need to do a study. So let's just define the problem now. Let's just take division and reciprocals, okay? And we'll make a table of reciprocals up to 57, base, so up to base 57, we'll just say 60, huh? 57 is fine. It's almost 60. So all the reciprocals up to that and um, we'll do them in all bases. And um, take the numbers up to a certain decimal digit representation and uh, multiply them out. As integers. Good morning. And then once we have those integers, we can do prime factorization on them or other techniques. This might heat up the CPU a little bit. Well, now I know why I go on these walks, because it's just so relaxing and so beautiful. Like, you could be on a Peloton bike, looking at some dude, or you could watch the nature. So yeah, I gotta get home and get some stuff done. And I think I'm gonna call this one. I think we covered some ideas and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.
Fungus, 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 fungus